Well, it's time to grab your board and catch a wave. Because we're riding the pipeline today, the sales pipeline with Matt Hines from Hines Marketing. Hey, Matt. Hey, Paul. How are we doing? I'm good. Where are you surfing today? We are surfing in Boston, Massachusetts. If you are call, if you're listening on the East Coast in the upper uh, sort of upper uh, Eastern Seaboard, uh, I hope you are inside with air conditioning. It is so hot here. It is, is it? like 96 degrees and a thousand percent humidity. Oh wow! Sure, it's in a, literally like you know, the, this morning. The mayor announced a, a heat warning, and I figure you know here in Boston, I mean, it's it's, it's hot and it's humid all uh, all the time. It's kind of like uh, if you're in Minneapolis, and if they cancel school in Minneapolis, you know they got a lot. It's of snow, bad. Not just dust. Yeah, it's bad. I was born in Minneapolis. I know they don't do that very often. <laughs> no, it's a big deal. But uh, no, we are here. The uh, here uh, spoke this morning at a at a conference on account based marketing. I don't think we've talked a lot about that on Sales Pipeline Radio. But interesting topic for those of you that uh, are focused on selling into large accounts uh, and focused on strategic accounts. Uh, account based marketing, or as ABM as it's called, might be something you want to check out. You know, I think what's interesting is it you know beyond just simply coming up with a list of your most important prospects. I think what I like about uh, ABM is that it's driving really an account orientation to a coordinated effort between sales and marketing to have a consistent story, a consistent message, and then coordinate actions within your sales and marketing activity across different stakeholders and decision makers in your larger, more strategic uh, sales target. So conference here put on by a company called Terminus. If, you, uh, if you're on the online, you might check out hashtag FlipMyFunnel. It's the hashtag they've been using today. Lots of great speakers, lots of good content. Uh, so definitely check that out. Really excited today. We've got a, a great guest. Uh, very, very excited and honored to have Mark Hunter with us here today uh, to talk uh, about sales, about sales and marketing working together, but also talk about his new book, High Profit Prospecting. Uh, he's the previous author of the bestseller, High Profit Selling, and uh, really excited about what he's doing now with High Profit uh, Prospecting. So we'll get into that. But uh, Mark, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on today. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think um, I'd love to just let's just dive right in and talk about the book. I mean, you you uh, you know, I got to know you. I think through you know, sort of the the content you create uh, on your blog, um, and by reading High Profit Selling myself. And so, I was excited to see you're coming out with a new book. Tell us a little more about High Profit Prospecting and, and what it's about. Well, High Profit Prospecting is really about the problem that a lot of people have in terms of they have to discount their price to close a deal. I mean, think about this. We, 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 we wind up with this too often because really what we're doing is we're prospecting the wrong people. I kind of equate it to you can't take a Walmart shopper and make them a Nordstrom customer. It's just not going to happen. So what I did was I wrote the book High Profit Prospecting to say, hey, let me show you a step-by-step roadmap as to how you can tie social media prospecting, including the older prospecting tools, which a lot of people have forgotten to use, into mm-hmm. really getting better prospects that you can close at full price. Now, you brought up sort of, you know, old prospecting tools and tactics. I mean, we're living in an age of social media. We're living in the age of social selling, Mark, where, you know, apparently you don't have to use the phone anymore. Apparently sending emails past say all we do is find our prospects on social. I jest, of course. Uh, but I'm curious, you know, how are you, how do you think about sort of quote-unquote traditional prospecting in an age of social media? Um, is there a differentiation? Do they blend together? You know, what are, what are, how are you seeing that? Well, let's start this off with a tweet that I love to send out. Hashtag social media without social community is social stupidity. Okay, so we'll just get that off the table right now. That's now, good. What, what, what you really have to do is you have to integrate. Social media in and of itself is media. And people don't want to receive media. They want to receive individual messages. So in the book, I, I really talk about, hey, using the telephone 
gee, there's a novel idea. Use the telephone. The telephone does work when it's used right. And you know what's interesting is that more people are giving up on the telephone. Oh, the telephone doesn't work. Nobody takes my calls. Well, maybe they don't take your calls because you're so pathetic. So, again, one of the things I walk through in the book is how to leave an 11 to 14-second voicemail message. Now, think about that. How many times have you received that voicemail message that goes on and on and on forever? Yeah. There's no way, you know. So what I show people is how do we take some of these traditional tools, like the telephone, like email? Oh, man, come on. How many, how many, how many bad prospecting emails have you received today alone? You know, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's so funny. We're talking to Mark Hunters here, who is the uh, author of uh, author of High uh, sorry, High Profit uh, Prospecting. Getting my books mixed up. Who's also previous author of High Profit Selling? And it's funny you bring up the idea of sort of those follow up sales emails. I mean, not only do we all get them, and we all hate them to make fun of them. Uh, my presentation this morning at this conference was specifically on sales development email best and worst practices, and I started by showing actual examples of some of the emails that. that that we get and uh you know look i mean i think people like to say that you know that the phone is dead cold calling is dead email is dead i don't know, i think yeah, you typically find those that are say things are dead are usually trying to pitch you what they think is the alternative but when people ask me what's the most important piece of technology i have i tell them it's the phone you know it's your ability to to make a connection to forward a conversation to forward a relationship you know it's it, it's not i think it's not fair to talk about these as sort of traditional or new tools it's just find the right way to get in front of your customer build, bring value into that conversation i love your con- comment about social media just being a conduit and if you can if you're sharing crap it doesn't matter how good the channel is uh you have to have something of value so is is this kind of is this one of the reasons why people struggle with prospecting is it in part because they don't know what to say. Oh yeah, I mean, people love to think up any excuse in the world as to why they don't have to prospect. Oh, we, I, I got to spend all my time taking care of existing customers, or oh, we we do such a good job, or we do this. But really, what it is 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 they're too embarrassed. No, they're not too embarrassed. They're too afraid mm. to prospect. Yeah. So what they do is they default to well, I'll go spend some time out on Facebook, and I'll just I'll just put some really nice happy faces out on Facebook or out on Instagram or tweet you know tweet or LinkedIn whatever, and and, and oh this will be so wonderful. Well, I'm sorry, but you can't eat likes, you can't eat connections. It, it just doesn't work. I mean right. you know you know so you've got to pick up the telephone. The telephone the telephone is really an amazing tool when it's used right. It works. Cool. It works. Yeah, I, it's 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 you know I don't care what channel you're using if you don't have a good message you're not going to get very far and that message usually isn't about you and your product and service it's got to be about something that the prospect cares about um, and you know I I imagine that most of the people listening uh, to this program you know not only are they B two B but probably selling products that aren't one call closes and so if you're selling a complex product that that is a multiple multi month sale even if it's a multi week sale there's likely multiple touch points and so when you're prospecting you don't have to jump from step A to step D, do you? I mean, you can kind of, you can, you can treat each step a little more in a segmented way, put less focus and less pressure on how far you need to take that conversation. And, and in many cases, I've found that takes, you know, for, for those that have call reluctance or prospecting reluctance, it takes a little pressure off of them to say, oh, I don't have to, you know, for every live call, I don't have to convert that into qualified opportunity. I can simply move the ball forward a little bit. 
Oh, you raise a good point there, and, and it's so key. What, what I tell people, you know, if you're B2B or B2C, you know, and it's, it's a multiple call close, you know, this, this thing goes on. Your objective is to just earn the right, the privilege, the honor, and respect to be able to contact that person again. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a moment. That's all your objective is. What, what, what I tell people, when, when you're making that initial prospecting call, and, and first of all, let's get an elephant. There, there's an elephant lurking in the room. Even in Boston there, even in the humidity, there's an elephant outside your window there. And it's the elephant of cold calling. Okay, let's, let's put this to bed. Cold is dead, okay? Because in, in this era of the Internet, in the era of, of all this information out there, there's no reason, there's no need to have to make a cold call. I, I can make an informed call. Yeah, and what that means is that when I call you, I know something about you. I know something about your business. I know something about your industry. Okay, and and all I'm doing is I'm trying to do two things. One, I'm trying to earn the right, the privilege, honor, and respect to be able to connect with you again. And B, I want to learn one piece of information about you. Because if I learn one piece of information about you from this initial call, and I've earned the right, the privilege, honor, and respect, then guess what? I can contact you again. Now I can begin to engage you. And when I begin to engage you, what happens is I'm able to do two things. I'm able to create a level of confidence. And, oh, by the way, the confidence goes both ways. You have confidence in me. I have confidence in you. And a level of competence. You begin to see that I'm competent because I'm really caring about what you want for an outcome. And, see, that's the other big problem with a lot of prospecting methods. It borders on, hey, look at this. we got these great widgets at nine ninety nine, and isn't this cool? Isn't this cool? No, no, I'm sorry. It's not about the product. It's about the outcome. I have to be focused on the outcome of what that customer is looking for. If I focus on the outcome, that changes the whole dynamics of what my conversation is, regardless of whether or not I'm on the telephone with you, regardless of whether or not it's an email, or it's a one-to-one social media message because think about this social platforms whether it be facebook linkedin whatever those work best when i use them one-to-one i just hung up the phone uh before i did this show with you i was dealing with a company where we first connected by one-to-one messaging on linkedin Mm -hmm. i love it i love it see Mm -hmm. link you know you know if you think about it Social media is really nothing more than a communication tool. And what I want to do is I want to use it as a one-to-one communication tool the same way I use the telephone. We're talking today with Mark Hunter on Sales Pipeline Radio. Mark is the author of High Profit Selling, also the new book, High Profit Prospecting. I definitely encourage you to check out his his uh, his website, uh, The Sales Hunter. Uh, he's got a great blog, uh, lots of great information, and also uh, I'm a big fan of the report you've got on the page there as well. It's a free download, uh, The Ten Reasons Most Prospecting Plans Fail. Uh, and I oftentimes, <laughs> you know, Mark, will find I, I, love, I love best practices, but sometimes I like worst practices, right? I mean, sometimes seeing what not to do um, will, you know, kind of sometimes be like, a, you know, looking into a mirror. When I talked this morning about sales development email and showed the worst practices, I, I told people, I said, listen, like, I know you want to train people on the good stuff, but show them the bad stuff so they can recognize it. Not, not only recognize it when they see it, but sometimes recognize it when they, when they write it. Because if we don't explicitly show people what doesn't work, they might go and give that a shot as if it's something that, that, that might work for, for them as well. Well, and then when they begin to hold up what they've been doing against that mirror, what you probably showed this morning, I bet probably every person in that audience could go back into their Outlook, whatever – their system and find an email that probably came pretty close to being the pathetic ones you were sharing 
hey, let's not get ourselves. At one time or another, we've all been on the dark side of emailing. <laughs> Yeah, we've uh, we've certainly all done it, um, and I think that you know, I think Trish Bertuzzi from the Bridge Group. I went once was at a conference, and they were doing like a live coaching of a recorded sales call, and uh, so this you know whoever the sponsor was had you know bravely put a couple of their sales reps on stage as well and play, played their recorded calls, and look, there was mistakes and there was nervous laughter in the audience, and Trish you know got you know literally stopped up and said, hey, listen, if you think that this stuff isn't going on in your sales floor, you're kidding yourselves. Um, your best sales reps you know can fall into bad habits. Your best sales reps can do things that are nervous ticks, uh, things that they think are, are going well. I mean, some of, I, I, I firmly believe that some of the worst practices we see in these prospecting emails, people think work. Uh, things like saying, hey, haven't heard back from you. Did an alligator eat you? That's really kind of dumb, right? I mean, it's like there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of worst practices that I think are well-intentioned, but if you put yourself in your prospect's shoes, I mean, literally look at it from the other side of the table and think, is this something I would respond to? And then as Jill Conrad says, you know, in her, you know, she talks about the crazy busy prospects. Don't just think about the message, but think about the context into which it's being sent. You know, you send that email, you send that voicemail, your prospect doesn't have much time. They've got seconds, if that, uh, before they're, you know, to, to be able to grok whether or not they care about you or not. That whole piece you just said about context is so critical. And that's why I, I, I walk people through in the book how to leave an 11 to 14 second voicemail. Because the whole thing that you're doing here is you're being tight and concise and you're showing the prospect that you value their time. Because yep, again, absolutely. if you know somebody's going to waste your time, do you want to get on the phone with them? No way. Yeah, we, we have a rule when we do this work with our clients. The, 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 the earlier the relationship you have with a prospect, the shorter your message should be. You earn the right to say more as you build a relationship, and the prospect is more likely to actually pay attention to you. But if you're just prospecting, you know, got 11 to 14 seconds, I love it. I mean, I think in terms of 100 words or less, ideally a lot less in an email as well. we got Mark Hunter here with us today. He's the author of High Profit Prospecting. You can learn more about him at thesaleshunter.com. We'll be right back with a lot more from Mark. We'll talk about what's coming up on future shows and talk about how you can catch up on everything we've been doing so far online. This is Sales Pipeline Radio. In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. And it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, marketing.com. 
Whether you're producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com. And now back to Matt and his guest. Awesome, Paul. Thank you. We're having a lot of fun today. Sales Pipeline Radio with Mark Hunter, the author of High Profit Prospecting. Got a lot more with Mark here coming up uh, in future episodes of Sales Pipeline Radio. Remember, you can catch us live every Thursday at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. We've got a number of great guests coming up, uh, including Arden Cleese, uh, who unfortunately we've had to uh, move the schedule around a little bit, so you probably heard me talking about her a bit, but it's really, she's fantastic. She is an expert at business etiquette, and her new book is called Spinach in Your Boss's Teeth. Uh, so she's got some very specific ideas uh, to help uh, sales and marketing professionals uh, increase their etiquette, email etiquette, phone etiquette. She has some very, very good tips, so excited about that. Also, next week, we're going to feature Mary Lou Tyler, who is the co-author of Predictable Revenue. If you've read, uh, heard that book, uh, Aaron Ross, who was the, one of the, the key executives at Salesforce during their early stage growth, uh, she, uh, Mary Lou and Aaron wrote the book Predictable Revenue, and she's got a new book coming up as well. So lots of great guests coming up on Sales Pipeline Radio. You can check out past episodes at salespipelineradio.com. You can always get the podcast uh, as well on on Google Play or the iTunes Store. And uh, Mark, you know, we're, you know, just let's talk about marketing a little bit. You know, we've got, we've been talking a lot about prospecting and talking a lot about the sales team's role, but what are the best, what are the best scenarios you've seen where sales and marketing are working together to create and execute a more successful prospecting plan? Yeah, well, let's call out another, uh, not maybe not an elephant, but at least a, uh, a a wolf or two running around out, out there, and that is who really owns the prospecting process. And I'm going to call it out right now. Sales owns the prospecting process. They own the lead generation process. Now, that does not excuse marketing from that because marketing's really got to set the tone and the message. But if you think about it, I, I'm tired of because I because I came from marketing and then I. I I've, I've been on both sides, sales, marketing. I'm tired of marketing people being blamed for bad leads. No, no, I'm sorry. It's sales you just can't close, okay? So let's just take it and let's just give it to them right off the bat, okay? So that's it. What, one of the best practices that, that marketing can do is, first of all, let's get rid of the whole idea of the capabilities presentation. And I still see that in too much messaging going on out there where we're doing, whether it be a marketing campaign, whether it be banner ads, whatever, and what we're doing is we're talking about the product. And what we want to be focused on is what is the outcome. My objective in sales and marketing is the same. I want to help my customers see and achieve what they didn't think was possible. Mm -hmm. All my messaging needs to be focused around that. When I focus around that, it changes the dynamics of what I'm talking about. And, and then what I have to do is I have to make sure that whatever marketing is doing, sales mirrors, because I want to make sure the messaging is uniform all the way through. I'm tired of seeing marketing developing campaigns that are very good campaigns, but marketing fail or sales fails to embrace them in their messaging. In other words, if, 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 if I've got a marketing campaign in this industry, okay, and maybe I'm doing some trade show stuff and so forth, I want to make sure that sales in their emails and so forth and follow-ups is mirroring what, what was the messaging of the trade show. you got to 
it's consistency all the way through. I, I did some time with consumer packaged goods and, and brands. And, and one of the things we always had to make sure was that the brand messaging was uniform all the way through to the shelf where the consumer picked up the product. It's the same, it's the same thing in B2B marketing. That's interesting. It's, it's so interesting to hear you talk about this because uh, I think a lot of modern organizations really kind of, you know, and probably the reason you called this the, uh, I don't know what you call it, the elephant or the donkey or the, the, the manatee or whatever the, the smaller version is. But I think a lot of modern organizations consider prospecting the role of marketing. They say marketing needs to go out and generate demand and generate qualified opportunities, and the sales team can then close them. And I think, you know, I mentioned sort of the book of Predictable Revenue. You know, one of the things there, and Mary, and Mary Lou uh, talk a lot about is segmentation of roles. And then in their book, it's focused on segmentation of sales roles. Um, but I, I really like what you're talking about in terms of coordination of efforts, not only coordination between sales and marketing, not only coordination of message, but thinking about all the different touch points you have with your prospects, right? Not just on the phone, not just an email, but in the real world as well. Um, you know, for the events that you go to together, for trade shows, for you know, for customer dinners, etc. Do you find that the, that those same rules apply for companies that are selling, you know, that are doing volume selling, that are selling to SMB, as opposed to those that are really focused on more target account enterprise sales? Yes, yes, it, it, it does because we, we live in such a cluttered chaotic world. I mean, and, and this is why, you know, again, you know, the argument is, well, I got to email them every day because they're going to forget about me. No, I'm sorry. They, they want to forget about you. That's that's a separate piece. Um, <laughs> if, if, if we're not clear with our message, and I don't care who you are, you know, if you think about it, how many times have you seen a Coca-Cola sign? How many times have you seen a Budweiser beer sign? You know, I mean, you see them time and time again. And why? Because it's got to come back into your point of reference. Mm-hmm. This morning I was at a conference and heard Alan Mulally speak. You know, he, he came from Boeing and went to Ford, and he reinforced the word Boeing, Boeing, Boeing. Now, there's a pretty complex sale, selling airplanes. <laughs> but he talked about how they had to had to completely, you know, had, had to com- be always reinforcing that message of Boeing, Boeing, Boeing. It doesn't matter what you're selling. We must reinforce a uniform message at every step along the the prospecting the, the entire marketing and sales process. No doubt. The wise words from our guest today, Mark, uh, Mark Hunter, who's the author of High Profit Prospecting. If you haven't read his previous book, High Profit Selling, highly encourage you to check that out. Uh, you can learn more about both of those books at thesaleshunter.com. You know, lots of great blog posts as well, just tons of great resources, many of them uh, free to all uh, at thesaleshunter.com. But check out the book, uh, High Pro- new high bo- book, High Profit Prospecting. Uh, where do you see all this going? I mean, as is, is, is this continues to evolve, you know, are we – are, are we going to continue to move in the direction of diversifying channels and, and, and shorter attention spans for, for prospects? And if so, like how does that evolve moving forward, the role that sales leaders and sales executives have in, in meeting the number? Well, yeah, I mean, we, without a doubt, channels are con- going to continue to sub-segment. I mean, they are going to continue to diversify. And, and as a result, messaging has to get that much more targeted, that, that much more specific. But now, if, if you stop and, and think about this for a moment, what does it allow me to do? It allows me to bring added value to my customer. Because the salesperson who only brings to their customer the same information they can find on the Internet is not going to be in sales very long. I mean, they're gone. Look, look at the travel agent. You know, that, that, that used to be a, a sales role. That, doesn't even, that industry doesn't even exist anymore. 
I have to be able to bring to my customer all along the way, which means even in the prospecting process, I've got to be posing questions to my prospects that get them thinking. Because why do I want to get them thinking? Because i got to get them thinking as to why they need to engage with me. Otherwise, all I'm doing is sharing information. Well, Absolutely. they'll go buy it off the Internet. They don't need you. All right. Well, I want to thank our guest today, Mark Hunter, who is the author of High, uh, High Profit Prospecting. Uh, definitely pick up that book, uh, his previous book, High Profit Selling. You can find more about both of those books at thesaleshunter.com. Check out more from Sales Pipeline Radio. You can get all of our past guests uh, as well as a replay of this episode with Mark Hunter at salespipelineradio.com. You can also download every new episode through our podcast version that's up on iTunes Store and Google Play. Uh, we will look forward to seeing you next week with Mary Lou Tyler, uh, the co-author of Predictable Revenue. And uh, we'll see you each week, uh, uh, Thursdays at 2.30 Pacific, 11.30 Eastern. Uh, thanks again, Mark Hunter. And for Paul, uh, this has been Sales Pipeline Radio. Yes, indeed. You've been riding the surf, catching a wave, and riding the sales surf pipeline with Matt Hines. <laughs>